When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Brian, uh, we're going to transition over now to the Twitter mailbag portion of the show where uh, our, our loyal, lovely listeners uh, turn into the the interviewer. Uh, first question here, since we were just talking about the, the receiver issue, uh, I, I think this will make for a good transition here. Shane is asking us, how many receivers will the Cowboys carry and who will be the receivers that make it? So are you feeling like Gallup starts the season on pop or do you think he's going to – because it – Basically, the, the question comes down to, do they think he'll be ready inside of the first four weeks of the season? If they do, probably doesn't go on pop. I, I mean, definitely doesn't go on pop. Yeah. If they think it's going to be minimum four weeks, then he's on pop. Uh, so yeah. I, 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 my anticipation at this point is that he doesn't go on pop. I don't know about you. If, if he goes on pop, I think Houston makes the team. If he doesn't go on pop, I think it's... I think that's the, the switch because I think they're going to keep Fajoko. I think it's going to come down to me like, and we'll see what happens though with Turpin because what if Turpin, and, and right now I kind of have him on the team as the returner, but what if Turpin gets into these preseason games and he does what Lance Lenore did? Remember Lance Lenore? And muffs the punt. Muffs a punt, muffs another punt, and all of a sudden he just plays himself off this team. So that's, I that's think, possible. I think Turpin has to show that he can can be the primary punt returner. And look, they wanted Dowdle to be the kick returner a couple of years ago. Right. If he's healthy, Dowdle could be the return guy in the kick game. And we've seen Tolbert catching punts. And right. so I think they're at least preparing contingencies. Right now, though, I'm leaning to they, they went ahead and, and made a move to bring Turpin in here. So I'm going to assume he is here. Um, and, and he's looked dynamic shifty out there he gives seven them, on seven he caught some balls yesterday he gives, them, he gives them something honestly that like they really don't have on the team outside of him right. he, i mean he's got speed quickness he's very shifty right so i think six receivers with gallup off of pup but not ready to start the year i'm gonna say gallup turpin lamb tolbert and then oh, Bahoko or houston well well then you got to put brown noah brown's gonna be on here Brett brown's on that team so yeah. then it's Bahoko, Houston, or Vasher? Yeah, that's Prince yeah. likes Vasher. Yeah. Huh. Do you dare carry seven receivers? No, hell no. Just for the first couple weeks until you can get Gallup back? Well, the plan is because if you... Turp, if Gallup's not ready and Turpin's not a genuine receiver, I mean, you're talking about having four receivers. Well, ready. maybe then Turpin just becomes the guy that Bones Fossil fights for and they go light somewhere else. All of a sudden, you're not carrying three quarterbacks. You're carrying that's, two. That, you know, that that could that very well you know, or you be. go or you don't go four tight ends you only go three yeah okay so so I think we we are in agreement of Brown Tolbert 
Lamb, Gallup being on the active roster to start right. the year. We're, we in agreement that Turpin's on this team? For right now, yes, because he's going to be your primary returner. So then there, there's some handful of Fajoko, uh, Houston, and, and Vasher. Who's going to fight for the final spot, yeah. Yep. Um, all right, uh, next question here. Comes. Or it might be they have to go out and get some legitimate. You know, if all yeah. those guys don't show up at the back end. And, and and just jumping back to what we talked about earlier about what it, what was Jerry basically saying about the receiver group, I think the point you made, uh, the final point you made is the one that I think it's close to, which is there's nobody here we like. Right. So we're going to let them play things out through camp. As we get closer to the season, we'll either reevaluate who gets cut or right. then determine if we want to give up capital to trade for exactly. something. Exactly. So I just think it's a... They might have a defensive tackle or two or defensive end that they could ship for player for player. Oh, I, I think I, I had said this before camp. Quentin Bohanna, Carlos Watkins, Tristan Hill, uh, Terrell Basham. I think you very easily could see three of those four off of this team. And all four of those guys, I think all three of them end up on NFL rosters after they no leave question. here. And no so question. you've got uh, plenty of NFL players yeah. on the defensive line. Uh, Vincent is asking uh, for a Terrence Steele update. He says, is no news good news? Make me feel good about our right tackle situation. I know that was kind of your position is that you yeah. hadn't really watched him yeah. and you hadn't noticed him much. And so it's kind of, you know, well, I guess no news is good news. I know you got a chance to watch him a little bit more closely yesterday. What were your thoughts? Yeah, on? Yeah, I felt like there were a couple of times where, and of course this is going to happen. Michael Parsons is going to expose you for what you are. Sure. And Micah beats Tyron. From it beats, time to yeah, time. exactly. So I thought there was a couple of different times. I didn't notice him killing him in the running game. I didn't see when the ball was to his side. I felt like he was into his man. Uh, he wasn't holding. He wasn't off balance. Um, I still feel like, though, if again, if we had this one-on-one stuff, there would be the Twitter world would light up with nightmare scenarios of, oh, my gosh, you just see what happened to Steele. Oh, my gosh, you see what just happened there. So I think they're doing a really good job of protecting him. But, again, keeping an eye on him, it hasn't been bad but there's been, when you see quick pressure at times from, say, Parsons or, say, from Fowler, it's off that right side right there. Yeah, yeah. Now, now that that is the case. But I, I think it's kind of the question there, no news is good news. I, right. I think I think in this instance, it's a little bit like a uh, like like an, an MLB umpire yeah. or an NFL referee where it's like, if I don't notice you, that's probably okay. Sure. Right. Um, it doesn't mean he's being dominant or anything else. It just means that... It's not standing out. I'm not seeing him fall to the ground. Like, right. like we notice when Connor McGovern falls down. Right. Or when Josh Ball falls down. And Steele has fallen. It's like yesterday. We we noticed Zach Martin falling down. Yeah. Uh, when linemen are on the ground, it's generally not a pretty good thing. And so I haven't seen a lot of that from Steele. Yeah. Which at least is, is a, a That's good, encouraging that from that yes. aspect. Uh, AJ Navarro is asking a uh, pretty good little hypothetical here. Looking at it now, would you rather have Jake Ferguson or Cade York, who has not missed at Brown's training camp, including a 60-yarder? After Boy, we saw those kickers yesterday. That's a very good and, – and I'm I'm biased because Cade that's York – good listeners. Good question. Yeah, that's a very good question. Cade York, by the way, kicked at my alma mater there at LSU. And so, you know, I've seen him make huge field goals. And so, I, you know what? I as much as they like Jake for and Jake Ferguson hasn't been terrible. No, he's you know, been okay. He's you know he's dealing with a little bit of hamstring right now. Physically, he looks bigger than I thought he did at at Wisconsin. 
I think so, he looks bigger than he did the first week. I think, of I, think I think he's probably been working out that yeah. whole time, getting ready for training camp. But yeah, I man, I'll tell you what, <laughs> there there's something to that. And I and if you tell me that I could have a surefire kicker over a guy that's likely now he might Ferguson might end up being the starting tight end in twenty twenty three. Sure, but boy, I'll tell you, if I could have my kicker right now, I'd sure like to have my kicker because what I've seen from this group so far doesn't give me a whole hell of a lot of confidence which by the way back over to the like just kind of referencing for the tight end discussion I thought another guy who did kind of flash a couple times yesterday was that Indiana tight end they like the undrafted free agent I yeah. thought Peyton Hendershot, Hendershot and, had a couple and, good plays and he, got, yeah. and he got in some seven on seven with Dak and, yeah. and Dak looked like he felt comfortable well they were short on tight ends he, he had yeah. the, he had that uh I can't remember what route he was running but he ended up on the, the far right sideline and, and kind of you know, tiptoed in and yeah. And made well, they had, a, they had yeah. They 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 you know the one thing that da- I feel like the Dak and Schultz are back to being not back to because they've always had that connection, but Dak seems to know where Dalton Schultz is. A lot yeah, of and times. and we we talked about the other day. That's probably if you made a say. Yeah. From the ten yard line, final play. Who do you want? You're probably looking at a route for Schultz, knowing how yeah. the quarterback trusts him. And they did. They the did. mojo yeah. moment. The mojo we, moment. We yeah. called it. If you you guys could have been listening, you you could have seen that in advance. Uh question here from stevie jptx how big of a difference is the gap in depth between the offense and defense the d seems to have significantly more depth they do they do because i think the corners are pretty deep i think the safeties, safeties are, are in a better position than they've been in a long time linebacker we're, we're still Vanderish, not sure i'll tell you what though Vanderish Vanderish, has been really good he's been really good and, and jabril cox has shown up yep parsons has been good we already talked about the defensive line being deep. So, I mean, yeah, they, they've got pretty good depth across the board. Um, I think all teams are starving for offensive line depth across the league, so I don't know that I necessarily well, think Well, it's a shame that, that well, Let's Go isn't practicing because Ball is holding his own right now. But, yeah, I mean, you know, what's happened a little bit with the guard spot, though, we'll see. The backup guard, I don't think the depth, the wide receiver depth is really kind of, nobody's really just, I mean, Noah Brown, we've talked about those guys, but it hasn't been like, man, if Tolbert would have just jumped, if Tolbert would have been jumped. so much better. If Tolbert would have jumped, then you wouldn't be talking about going and maybe needing a receiver or something like that. It would have been, we're just fine, just keep going. But I'll tell you what, I mean, the, the, I think there's more talent on the defense, especially the backup spot. But if you look at like, okay, for example, say the running back, we talked about Rico Dowdle. You know, I mean, look at look at him as a third running back right now, and he's playing like he's, he's playing like he's a, kind of a one B. Uh, honestly, he he has two? got he. I have seen Rico Dowdle get more carries in practice than Pollard. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's kind with, of like with the first team offense. The, the depth is, I think, it overall the depth is good on defense. On offense, I think it's a little bit spotty. In, in Where areas. what's the deepest position on offense for you? Is it running back or tight end? Probably. Yeah, I would. I would say that, yeah. Because they like McEwen. Yeah. Ferguson's look good. Hendershot's look good. Sprinkle was solid I'll for tell them you last what, year. The backup quarterback's rush has thrown way too many interceptions. I mean, yeah, he, I, th- I think he, he has, threw a ball yesterday to, and it was on that mojo moment. And uh, I he think threw it's, it to 40. Yeah. Right. Juwan, Juanye Thomas. Juanye Thomas. Yeah, from yeah. Georgia Tech. Yeah. Juanye Thomas, all of a sudden, I'm like, Juanye Thomas is out in the flat by himself, and all of a sudden, Cooper Rush just throws him the ball. Threw him the ball. And I'm like, well, what the hell just happened there? Has, for you, has Will Greer been better than Rush? I mean, none I, of them have been great. I, but don't I, I, feel like- the, I don't think any of the backup quarterbacks have shown me. I mean, Cooper Rush has made a 
couple of throws. And Cooper Rush hit, Cooper Rush hit the first deep ball we've seen. It was right. a little underthrown, but he hit Fogo. But not to the point where I'm like, man, I feel really great but, about but this. But we also have seen him win an NFL Ma- game, an NFL yeah. road game. And exactly, but he's time, thrown so. some stupid interceptions, though, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's 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 not been great, but, I mean, you know, it's the old uh, Tom Moore line yeah. about the Colts. If, if 18 using- goes down, we're effed. We yeah. don't practice effed. We don't practice effed. If, if you lose Dak, then I don't think it really matters who your backup quarterback is. So, uh, But but would you agree with that? Running back, tight end, those are the areas of yeah. depth probably on offense. Right. I, I think that that's uh, where, it, where it's at. Um Next question here from Hampton Slays. Uh, he says, it seems like Nashawn Wright is outplaying Kelvin Joseph. Is he that is. true? He, he is. is. He, he absolutely is. is. He absolutely is. And that's somebody who we didn't get to see a lot of in the spring practices. In fact, I don't think we saw him at all. Yeah. Um, he, when we'd see him, it was just he was coming out to ride the bike. Yeah. Um, he had some injury nagging him. Um, but, you know, we talk about T.J. Vasher being really good. He played on last Friday. He played a a, a, a back fade into the, the, the back pylon on TJ Vasher and Vasher got up, got us in and right with that length, got yep. his hand up in there, yep. disrupted the ball. What have you thought about him? I mean, obviously like the size and, and some of those contested catchers, but what have you thought about his coverage ability overall? He's had a couple picks in this camp. Yeah. You know, when they were in t-shirts and helmets, they were fourth and fourth down right on the goal line, fourth and four. And they tried to fit the ball inside and he was able to knock the ball down. You talk about the length and stuff. I think he's been to the, to the Texas a point uh, that he has been a much better player than what we've seen with Kelvin Joseph. I had some questions about him and making the team and all that. He he he. Now we'll see when we get into these practices where with other teams, other teams, and we'll also see what happens when we get in these games. But right now, man, he is he is much better than what Kelvin Joseph has been. A uh, question from El Moreno. He says center has been a concern the last few years. How are Biotish and Farniak holding up this far now that the pads came on? I haven't noticed Farniak. The only time I've noticed Farniak is guard they gave him some guard snaps, yeah. and, and with the pads on, I saw him get beat some on Monday at guard. The, the interior of the line has had their problems. Biotish has, has had some struggles. Biotish has, has been on the ground a couple times, but like we've talked about before, Biotish has steadily gotten better the entire time he's been here for two years. If you look from game one onward, I think you always see he's steadily getting better every yeah. you know four to five games or so. Their biggest issue is we've talked about this offseason. They want to know that he can be the quarterback of right. the offensive line. They want that football IQ to be there. And I don't think we're going to totally know that kind of no. stuff. Not us. They may have an idea of it, but we're not going to sure. feel like know that until, you know, potentially uh, we're, we're into the season. Yeah. But Farniak, I, I haven't really noticed him much other than the guard. How, did, I, noticed him more, the guard? I noticed him more in OTAs and minicamps. I've noticed him here. Yeah, I, I think that's the same And again, me. the lack of one-on-one stuff, you you're not getting a real feel for some of these guys. Brendan O'Neill asking, who is this year's Cedric Wilson of the receiving core? Last year, we didn't expect that kind of year from Cedric, so who could be that surprise wide receiver? I think in terms of ability, like their natural talent, I think the only guy who has a chance to, I know you hate this term, the ceiling. I think somebody who's got a, I think the highest ceiling guy due to his traits, to me at least, is Simi Fajoko. I think Fajoko's the guy that if he, their, their biggest thing with him is just consistency, but I think you've seen big-bodied guy, a guy who's got pretty good speed for how big he is, a really good athlete, strong hands. I mean, he's he's a tough cover when everything's clicking for him, you know, really well. Uh, I mean, Kelvin Joseph, we've talked about it. I mean, we, we know he's got his issues off the field, and he's got to be more consistent, but he's a very talented. He was a first-round type of talent, 
and he's done really well to to you know Fajoko has done really well to beat him really consistently throughout this game. So I, I don't know about for you. For me, I think that it's it's Simi Fajoko is the guy that strikes me as the potential to be a Cedric Wilson type. I kind of feel like though that watching Vasher play that he's got a chance if everything kind of comes together for him. Yes, because of his size, maybe not the all around player that Cedric Wilson was. But maybe that these, again, practices, games, that they kind of figure out a, a role for him. Yes. And you see him develop a little bit more there. Which, uh, in fact, I, I've mentioned this before, that uh, Robert Prince is a is a really big fan of bigger wide receivers. Yeah. And you when you hear them out there, there's practices. That's one of the things is that when you get in these position group drills, you can kind of get over there, you can listen to the coach talk. The value in that is you can – hear some of their, you know, what they're saying to the guys. He is always talking really highly about TJ Vasher. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I tweeted this out the other day. Robert Prince last year talking to HoustonTexans.com when he was the receivers coach. They asked him, what do you look for in a receiver? He says, get open and catch the ball. That means a lot of different things to certain people. If I'm a smaller person, I probably need to create a little bit more separation. He says, if I'm a big guy, I might have someone on me and I'm still open because of my catching radius. Right. So that tells you Prince believes you don't even necessarily have to be open to make a catch. And, and you can tell that he feels that way about TJ Vasher. Final question for you here, Brian. I think you're the perfect guy to ask this question. Uh, True asks, can you guys explain that catcher's interference call in the eighth inning of the <laughs> Rangers Angels game on Sunday? How about that? that for, was for those of you that don't know, uh, our 105 through the fan teammate, Jared Sandler, we, we prank called him on Sunday driving back for, from the Angels game. Yeah. And uh, you're, you're now what, two time G Bag of the Day champion? Two time. Two times. Two time. And I'm so glad uh, we, we didn't uh, – I, I don't have to hear the uh, Kurt Warner sluggo video anymore. Yeah. We don't have to hear any more of that. I helped um, you on that one. Which I got, I got a lot of questions you did. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. We got a lot of questions from people asking today uh, what a sluggo is. So, you know, just in the spirit of like to say we answered y'all's questions since five yesterday. Brian, tell everybody what a sluggo is real quick. Slant go. Slant and go. So you, you, you hit that slant, sell the slant. and then Sell it and then take off. Hard cut to the outside. There you go. Run that go route. Uh, Brian, I've enjoyed it. We got one more of these uh, while you're still out here at camp. Right. I'll continue to be out here through the 10th, um, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll be remote at that point. Um, but looking forward to see some more of these practices. And, and uh, coming up this week, I know one of the things that we'll talk about on, on our final episode this week is an update on where some of these position battles that's are. A good, that's a good place to finish for the week, I think. We'll talk to you guys again on Friday.